friend who inshallah we're going to talk about the issue of mental health how it's been for people um under covid you know dealing with the mental health as well providing some um islamic insight into inshallah and my guest as well before i introduce him he's also going to be sharing his own um experiences of his own mental health um of how of mental of his own mental health during this covid period and how he himself dealt with it so i um yeah so i pray that this podcast is very beneficial for everyone and especially those of you who suffer from mental health so without further ado um let's get started with the podcast on introduce to my guest assalamu alaikum bro what are you saying introduce yourself to the audience inshallah yeah wa alaikum salam alhamdulillah i'm doing all right bro um so to everyone i'm bilal hussein um and i've i've basically uh brother sulaiman here uh one day he just popped up to me and he goes you know uh do you want to talk about mental health and stuff because obviously he knows I'm quite passionate about mental health awareness as well as someone who, who day, uh, on a daily basis uh goes through something that sort of means so I was like you know chill let's just do it and yeah I guess you know that's how I introduced myself for time being uh alhamdulillah man so how was Well, I can't really say lockdown because lockdown's kind of it's kind of more or less over now. How has mm. your COVID experience been? You know, with everything closing down, you being at home and how has it been? Like, what you been up to during this during mm. these like four or five months now? Yeah, yeah, roughly around that much time. Yeah, uh, Alhamdulillah, it's been not so bad, but uh, especially when it started and stuff. I'll be honest with you, it was quite tough and it was quite. Uh, isolating as well given you know obviously everything was uh, you know everyone had to be part lockdown everyone had to more or less stay at home you could only go out to get like the bare necessities and stuff uh, at the in the first instance uh, so it was quite tough on me uh, but alhamdulillah as the months went by and especially now alhamdulillah you know it's it's more or less eased in a way of course you know social social distancing and you know all these uh, restrictions are more or less still in place and as well as localized lockdowns if necessary but apart from that you know throughout that the start you know it's it's quite mad how you know time has gone past and now alhamdulillah you know we're almost at august and eid is approaching um but at the same time you know you just look now and you just think you know how have we just made it across how how have we survived this so you know it was quite tough but alhamdulillah we've made it so far so well, yeah that's, that's like so profound what you said like you know i think i can never with this um, lockdown first up and everyone was panicking everyone was like you know oh, mm-hmm. end of the world um kind of a storm like yom al qiyamah yeah and like everyone was just like in a bit of a panic kind of um state which is understandable mm-hmm. and i think to bond like you know four or five months going four or five months down the line thinking you know subhanallah you know um you know we've made it but you know alhamdulillah by the will of allah we 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 almost kind of persevered through through this past four or five months yeah. and like oh during this past four or five months like why have you, why have you been doing what have you been getting up to obviously you're no longer um because our, our day-to-day routines kind of more yeah. or less stop now so why yeah. have you been like getting up to to preoccupy yourself what have you been doing Mm-hmm. So mainly throughout those months, uh, I've just been, in general, I've been more or less lazier than I've ever been probably in the, the majority of my life. So, you know, because obviously, especially, you know, being uh, isolated and more or less stuck at home, there's not as much to do. Uh, whereas, you know, I tried my best to do as much as I could, but mainly it was just mainly, you know, watching television, you know, Netflix, uh, documentaries, whatever. But as well as I tried my best to, you know, distract myself. So there'd be at times where, you know, for example, you know, uni work was approaching. So I'd be doing some research or, you know, uh, doing some uni work or even just watching, you know, some videos. But mainly I was trying my best to utilize 
uh, as much as much as my t- uh, of my time uh, to more or less distract myself from this whole thing. Where of course I knew of the fact that we were all in lockdown, but at the same time, uh, as you know, the months went by, you know, we kind of got used to the fact that, and we still are more or less uh, of the fact that you know we're just stuck at home more or less, you know, throughout that time. So really, I was just doing whatever I could see. You know, mainly I was just improvising. There'd be at times where. You know, I'd be like, you know, oh, I could do this or I could do that. And then I've somehow just managed to do both of them at the same time. So, you know, that that's what it, it tended to be throughout that time. So, yeah. So, Allah, you know what, man? I say that was probably me, you know, like, um, you know, as soon as lockdown happened, I was just like so lazy. I think most of my time I was just spending my bed, just being watching movies, films, whatever. And obviously I had uni in that. I did my uni work, but that was just like, I'd say part of my day. But then most time I was just chilling, whatever. And I just like, I think probably a month down the line, I was just like, you know what, nah, man, I can't be doing this. I can't be living like this. So then I'd say that I started doing stuff to like keep myself busy, like reading, watching documentaries, um, spend time with family, doing stuff online, um, courses, whatever, just to keep myself busy. And it, and I said, it's kind of like helped me just stay, pro- just, just to stay um, productive during this like lockdown kind of period. And, um, you know, just getting started into today's topic, you know, the topic of mental health and something which is a very important topic because what's been going on for the past couple of uh, months with coronavirus, I was doing a lot of reading on this and like I was seeing that, um, you know, a lot of men, uh, a lot of health institutions were saying that, you know, even though, yes, coronavirus is a worldwide pandemic that's affecting the whole world, um, they're more so worried about mental health Um you know, and the effects coronavirus has had on mental health because obviously things like social isolation, um, people losing their jobs, you know, this general uncertainty and like a lifestyle changes. And I can remember reading something with the NHS they commented on and they said that, you know, um, what we're not really, you know, what we're struggling to, to deal with the most is people coming in um, and feeling sad, suicidal and happy, depressed because of what's going on around the world. It's not really the case of, you know, people having um, symptoms of COVID. That, of course, is an issue. But for them, it's more so the issue of people coming in just feeling really depressed because of what's going on around the world. And, um, you know, I can remember you yourself, you mentioned that you kind of had a mental health kind of situation during this COVID period. Um, and if you don't mind, bro, just share um, your experience of mental health during COVID and how you kind of like, you know, what you went through. And bro, you can be as discreet as you want, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll be very honest with you. And, you know, I'm, I'm more or less an open person, so I don't mind. But uh, more or less, it was quite, uh, it was quite a, tr- a struggle with me, especially because I myself have experienced, you know, symptoms of bad mental health throughout you know, over the course of these many years. Um, but it's something that I've, you know, Alhamdulillah, been managed and um, been able to manage. Now, of course, when lockdown, you know, dropped on our heads, you know, even be- just before lockdown happened, when we-, we started to see this, you know, the the arrival of coronavirus, even in, you know, China, and then obviously slowly and then really quickly afterwards, you know, came into the UK and, and spread all across the globe. Um, more or less, uh, when, especially when, uh, you know, lockdown started, my mind started to go all over the place because obviously, you know, you're used to going outside, you know, being sociable, you know, you name it. I was used to going to university every day, even on, you know, days that, uh, you know, that I didn't have class, but I'd do something in uni, so I'd do some work, I'd watch something, I don't know, I'd talk to some of my mates, or, you know, I'd just go to the library. That was some somewhat of a daily routine that I had just right before. Now, of course, when uh, everything started to hit, more or less, like I said, you know, everything started to, you know, shake down my whole, you know, uh, structure, my whole, you know, daily sort of routine, that, you know, went fell and crumbled away. As well as my mind, where I was just thinking, you know, you know how, like, especially because it's a, it's a, it was a, wasn't is a pandemic, but at that time when it was that severe and there was like thousands and thousands of deaths every single day, and it was just increasing, and you know, you're just feeling like, you know, now of course, you know, in Islam and as a Muslim, you know. We believe that death, death is certain, but at the same time, you know, you just worry and you're really, you know, anxious and worried that, you know, what if I get the virus? You know, what if I go through this and this and that? And then, of course, you know, there's the whole thing where, you know, uh, what if someone else or one of my mates or another close family gets it? You know, what happens then? So there's this constant fear and this constant pressure on my mind where I was like, 
at one point, you know, even uh, it went to such a severity at one point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing and I didn't know who I was and all that sort of stuff and all these underlying sort of circumstances and factors which at some point twisted my mind to the extent that I no longer had some sort of control. But alhamdulillah, as, you know, lockdown went on, you know, more or less um, I became more adapted to how everything was going. Of course, you know, my daily routines were, you know, ruined more or less i was trying to improvise as much as i could i more or less was lazy as well because of this you know lack of motivation and the, this whole thing where you know the media the news all, all of the places just coronavirus coronavirus at some point i was like you know what i don't even want to look at it because it's just going to ruin my mind and it's just going to constantly put this pressure on me to the extent that i'm going to constantly feel depressed i'm going to feel really anxious mm-hmm. at home and you know it's, it, it was such a scary thing at that time but alhamdulillah as when you know everything started to ease up and still is alhamdulillah you know it started to more or less become more of a control i mean i'll be honest with you insomnia was a very very and it's still a battle with me but insomnia was more or less one of the main things that was prominent throughout that time in lockdown to the extent that everything even more was shifted to the extent that my mental health was all over the place but apart from that uh in general my lockdown uh and mental health at, at, at the first instance, it was quite messed up, I'll be honest. But more as time developed and as we went over the months, alhamdulillah, it started to ease down itself. Of course, it's there. And, you know, of course, even now, every single day, there's a, there's a, at one point or even a certain hour of the day where I will feel down, you know, etc. I will feel this sort of pressure. But apart from that, it's something that I more or less uh, started to cope with. Uh, so, yeah. SubhanAllah, you know, like, that's really like, um, in some sense, humble, like, not, not like, some sense, like, you know, a very, like, it, it, it's an amazing insight to actually, like, you know, to understand how someone like you, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yourself is going through, because it kind mm-hmm. of like humbles me in a sense, because, yeah. you know, like, we kind of, like, Got you know this thing of fear, especially what happened, is something which was I think in a lot of our minds that kind of stuff you were saying, like you know, what if I get the virus, yeah. or what if somebody I love, mm-hmm. somebody who's very dear to me gets a virus, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like and just thinking about these things is very um daunting and very um um stressful on the mind, and it, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like you mentioned that fear was a factor that kind of like. Um, you want to say increase your mental health? Yeah. Were there any other factors that you say that kind of contributed that towards increasing your mental health? Uh, so like I said, it's mainly isolation as well, because you know how I was saying, like, for example, you know, before everything, you know, hit, you know, we were more out and about, we had things to do, we had plans. And then once, you know, everything was put to such a halt, that's when more or less, you know, that whole necessarily, you know, emotional panic and distress and despair started to fall in and everything started to tie into each other, every single emotion I was going through. And it made this whole sort of like... Uh, blockade to which point that put put my mind under stress and not like really stress but more or less that I knew for a fact that you know like it's not gonna go well you know all these sort of stuff I mean I'll be honest even because I have a small amount of OCD symptoms that went over the roof to the extent that I was worried you know why if I touch this door you know why if I get coronavirus you know all that Mm. sort of stuff that paranoia existed to which point I felt like I was going literally mad at some point so it was quite it was quite a a terrifying time especially for me and especially for everyone else Um, but yeah that was one of the main things to be honest especially that I isolation because uh, you know for a fact that you know you can't go out but at the same time you know there's a likely chance that or a very minute chance that you know what if the virus is at home or something like that what if t- so like I was I'll be honest with you I was constantly wiping the door handles that was something I was constantly doing wiping every single thing I think my house smelled of disinfectant probably every single day because of me oh, yeah. so you know what I mean um, you know like that's very like interesting, you know how um, there were more like you know the thing about being socially isolated because I think you know generally with most people um, mm-hmm. like we're used to like a very I think in terms of our lifestyle, isn't it mm-hmm. we're used to like a very um, regiment kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you know, um, for example, from eight to let's say five o'clock, mm-hmm. we'll be at most of us will be at work, school, mm-hmm. uni, whatever. Yeah, and we we'll come back home. We we'll probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
chill with the family, friends. That's it. The weekends, yeah. we'll chill with family, whatever, do what we got to do for the weekend. Yeah. And then, like, generally for us, you're like lads, we're, we're young, we're young people. We're generally like very, um, sociable kind of people. Yeah. And we, every, most of our life, we're always making new relationships, be it friendships, be it companionships, be it mm-hmm. whatever. We're just generally sociable people. And I feel that probably because, you know, we're at a time where we were, isolated not only from our family mm-hmm. but also from um the outside world in particular yeah. that yeah. kind of was a um um a, a barrier which mm-hmm. kind of made it more mentally kind of stressing for us yeah like i i can't i can't meet my mates or for example like for me myself and i couldn't see my grandmother for about i think it was a month or two mm-hmm. two months sorry so yeah. and if anybody knows me i'm i, I hold my grandmother very dear to my heart mm-hmm. and you know, the fact that I couldn't see her for two months mm-hmm. was very like, is very like, in a way, distressing for me. Yeah. And so yeah. I have that, for example, yeah. like some people who, when um, they, you know, when, when their loved ones also had the virus mm-hmm. and they couldn't be in their proximity, you know, yeah. be with them to comfort them. That mm-hmm. again was like distressing for them. Yeah. So I think the whole thing of social anxiety kind of um, erupted during this, during this lockdown. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, um, like you know I was reading some other stuff as well and made you COVID-19 and you know um, the survey that was done um, and the survey basically had around 2,036 Mm -hmm. um, members of the of the the UK of the UK public general public and and these are people who already had mental health um, or mental health symptoms Mm -hmm. Um, and they basically said and they carried out a survey saying has your mental health increased during the lockdown? Has it decreased? And the survey actually concluded saying that around 82% of them had said that that their mental health had increased where they were feeling very depressed, yeah. um, anxious, very sad. And the reasons for that was because, um, you know, obviously the only reason be social anxiety, but mm-hmm. for a lot of them was because financial um, loss, because, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of people, unfortunately, have lost their jobs because of yeah. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, it was just uncertainty or, you know, when are we going to get out of this? Are yeah. we going to get out of yeah. this? You know, when will this be over? Mm-hmm. You know, would you say that COVID-19 has kind of increased um, people's mental health? And would you, and if so, why? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd personally say it has, because like I said, you know, um, because obviously it was some, it's something that one, you know, we've never been through or more or less like the majority of us has, have never been through such a situation where we're panicking for our lives and panicking to the extent that are we going to still stay alive? Of course, like I said, you know, death is set and that's something that, of course, you know, can come out of the ordinary. But for something that's, you know, uh, more or less triggering this whole thing where death is much uh, is much more common and that was more or less something that we had to more or less adapt with and cope with and bereave with at the same time um so more or less yeah and um you know like especially how you said you know like for example with the uh, people that work in jobs i mean i had uh, i heard of so much people going to redundancy because of you know because of you know covid-19 and you know them losing their jobs you know losing their finances you know like for example it's it's much more difficult for those people that are living on benefits as well because you know like if they have a part-time job then then that that, that income you know is cut off as well so more or less it was uh, it, it wasn't just something that you know implemented just mental health but actually our physical abilities to you know be able to provide uh, you know warm food for some people of course alhamdulillah you know we managed and we you know uh, were able to get groceries at times of course we had to budget as much as possible because we're from a low income background but at the same time you know we we were quite we were quite blessed for whatever we had at that time and even now as well but especially for the people that, you know, uh, quite struggled and for the people that, you know, even those, uh, you know, for the companies that have shut down or even like, you know, for a shop that shut that they constantly needed to get groceries from, you know, it's just very, it's very daunting and it's very, you know, uh, distressful because of the fact that, you know, these things have been you know shut down and as a result of COVID-19 it's shifted this whole balance of the world where you know for fact that of course you know there's normals and abnormalities in the world and in society anyway but for COVID-19 to more, more or less push um, the normal away 
that is something that more or less would increase the sort of bad mental health atmosphere because, you know, everyone hasn't got a normal lifestyle no more. And at the same time, it was at the start especially, it was more or less such a thing where people didn't know what to do. And even if they did, they didn't know if they're doing it right. And uh, they were quite worried about the, the, f- the future that was coming as well. So, yeah. I feel like, you know, one thing which kind of um, increased or led to the increase of a lot of uh, lament health for a lot of people mm. was thing of uncertainty because, of course, you know, you know, these things are like when a pandemic comes, you know, these things of losing your job, you know, mm. death of a loved one. These are some things which are out of your control. Yeah. It just, it's, it, it, you know, I, I don't mean to sound a bit um, um, it's a, like a, a bit. Um, what's the word? It'd be insincere, mm-hmm. but these are just things out of your control. You have no control yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and like you know, and I feel like you know because when we're in that kind of situation where there's so much uncertainty going on, mm-hmm. you know, one thing which a discussion which kind of has kind of like been brought forward is um, how how the government have dealt with it, which mm-hmm. is kind of like which is kind of like. Um, Increased uncertainty for a lot of people, which has yeah. like resulted in more mental health. Because mm-hmm. the way, because you know, the way the government have dealt with it, um, some people have argued that you know that because they haven't been very um, clear on how to deal with COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. or because they weren't very, um, they weren't taking act, they weren't taking like um, uh, uh, precautions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, when they heard about this advice, rather just waiting yeah. for the last minute. Yeah, um, that kind of increase this anxiety mm-hmm. this mental health state you know how do you feel you know being somebody who actually went through mental health during yeah. uh, mental, mental situation during this pandemic how do you feel that um the government has dealt with it do you feel that the way they dealt with it kind of added to the, the strain on your mental health mm-hmm. yeah it definitely did because especially because of one how it was poorly done at the start and you know like you said you know it took a while for them to actually realize okay it's arrived now and it's gone to the extent that people uh in the severe in mass numbers are actually dying when in fact it was quite it was actually identified before, you know, the, the warning signs were already there that, you know, and even, uh, you know, when it's, for example, in Birmingham, when there was like, you know, that first person got, that got infected, I thought it'd be like a trigger point for, you know, everyone to just, you know, shut down and lock down to actually happen quicker. So in that way, you know, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, uh, we'd more or less, the, it'd be a decrease um, uh, of the number of deaths or, you know, people infected rather than now where over 40,000 people have died because of, you uh, as a result of more or less coronavirus um but as well as the fact that you know like for example when boris johnson was uh, you know shaking the hands of people in the hospital that were infected uh, with coronavirus and it just comes to show that you know the government's response to this more or less was uh, and it is uh, still a, a trigger for us all because especially how the media you know every single day it was like you know 1,000 people, you know, 600 people. And that's still a lot of people, don't get me wrong. There's a, a good, you know, n- a number of us in the UK, especially. But at the same time, to hear mass numbers of people constantly dying, constantly dying. That's why I try my best to not look at the news as much as possible because I remember my mom used to ask me as much as possible, you know, um, Bilal, you know, how much people have died today? And I didn't want to answer because I didn't want to look at it because, you know, looking at it just comes to show that it, it's horrible it was such a horrible thing and still more or less is unless we you know it's it's gotten rid for good so you know especially you know how you know and especially because of the fact that so much people not just that but just the fact that you know uh that like you know we were saying this whole uncertainty of you know when are we going to be free from you know all of this COVID-19 and this whole pandemic that just comes to show that you know that the response that was done by the government was not for the people but for themselves and you know what you said you kind of like hit the nail on the on the coffin um you know, like when you look at any crisis, let's just forget like countries and governments for now. You know, you look at, for example, a family per se, yeah? When a family is going through a crisis, naturally, all the members of the family will look to like the elders, the father, someone who's in leadership of that family, right? To solve that crisis. Um, similarly, you look at a business. When a business is going through a crisis, not making enough money, going down, etc. The the employees of that business will look to the manager, the owner, the CEO to try and solve that crisis, make revenue, etc. Similarly, when you're going through a worldwide pandemic that's affecting every single country in the world, naturally the people of those countries will look to the leaders 
um, to see you know what they're doing to give clear um, instructions on how to um, navigate in this during this crisis to give them ease of mind and unfortunately when you have um, leaders who aren't taking this 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 pandemic seriously naturally things things like um, you know things like uncertainty fear are just natural consequences of inefficient leadership it's kind of what you mentioned it like you know um Boris Johnson like what did you do what was the government's response to the coronavirus like you know when this whole thing kind of started even though it wasn't even in the UK coronavirus but you know it's in like China some parts of Europe the fact of the matter is you know people knew about it the government knew about it and what was the response the response wasn't you know let's you know prepare you know plan or etc no rather the response was you know hasn't come to us let's not worry about it right now let's keep doing our thing yeah and when you hit the UK the government was like, oh, damn, what do you do now? And they just resp- responded very reactionary and um, in a very haphazard manner. And, you know, even now, even though there's like a still like um, an ease reaction, no, ease lockdown, sorry, sorry, an ease lockdown, yeah. Um, you know, during the start of the ease lockdown, when Boris Johnson gave his briefing, what how, what was his, what was he saying in that briefing? It was very indecisive and very vague, man. He was like, what was he saying? He was like, um, um, what was it? Uh, you can go out. But don't go out. You can go to work, but it's best that you stay at home. You can meet your friends, but don't meet your friends. You can, um, you know, stay safe, but also live your life. And it was very, you know, confusing, very vague, very indecisive. And so, but I remember, like, on 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 social media, Instagram, and everything, how many memes are created, like, from that one briefing. It's the one that's just so mad. And it just comes to show that look, that the government don't know what the hell they're doing, honestly. They don't know how to re- how to react to this um to this crisis, and you gotta ask yourselves why in it. Why is that they don't know how to react to this crisis? Why is that they've dealt with it very um um poorly? Because you have to understand, you know, any government, whenever they're making a decision, be it on a crisis or outside of a crisis, they always look at the financial effects of it. They always look at the money side of things in it, and we can see how the government's reaction has been. Um, no, sorry, response has been during this um, crisis How they've always looked at stuff from a financial point of view For example, look at their um, um, their attitude towards the elderly You know, they view the elderly as an economic burden Most of the response, you know, their response was like You know, the elderly passed away is probably better for the economy <laughs> You know, um, what else have I seen recently? Oh yeah, they're going to increase tax um, to pay for like COVID With the cost that they had to pay for during COVID-19 And like it just comes to show that look that how do you expect people to react to this virus when the government themselves, the people who are in leadership, aren't even reacting or um, aren't even reacting to this virus in the correct manner and aren't even thinking about, you know, uh, okay, when this virus has come, this crisis has come, what can we do to now reduce the loss of life? Rather, they'll always look at the financial, uh, you know, what can we do to keep an extra buck in our pocket? To, and the reality is, you know, all of us, yeah, to these governments, we're just a dollar sign or in our case, a pound sign, yeah, and nothing more. And subhanAllah, you know, just a question for yourself, any, um, you know, when you were seeing all this going on, you know, um, you know, lockdown, people dying, you know, the government, you know, not dealing with it properly, all of this madness, you know, how was it for you? You know, how did you yourself manage to like, um, you know, manage with your mental health and be able to like deal with it during this tough time with all this madness going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, more or less, uh, I just took it to myself to try my best to talk about it because uh, obviously, and especially everyone was affected by it, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, for me to try and, well, not necessarily bottle it up because I know for a fact that to bottle it up is not the right thing to do, particularly, especially with, you know, the majority of the people that still bottle up their emotions and whatever they're feeling. And I thought I'd rather just get it on the table, you know, that I'm feeling this way, you know, like, you know, to anyone that I could possibly do so. So when it, it, from anything from, you know, writing it down as a piece of poetry, to tweeting about it as well uh you know i got a lot of support as well especially because uh at some point i made a whole thread about my mental health uh particularly not just lockdown but just in general over the course of times to 
to see that you know I'm not the only person there that's suffering from something, but in fact that we all we all are necessarily suffering from some means of bad mental health, and that doesn't have to be always, but you know it's you know it's something that especially during lockdown that it's coming to place, as well as you know like I said you know trying my best to distract myself, you know calm myself down, you know maybe take a couple of walks in the back garden or just in the park just behind to you know but as not that much people used to go um, go there anyway it's a dog park more or less but I used to just walk around but at the same time just just really to try and more compromise with this myself with the fact that look you know uh, whatever happens is to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time that you know to try my best to do as much as I can because you know if my time does come then it comes and I need to more or less try my best to prepare for that but at the same time whatever I'm going through right now to try my best that you know for example if there's anyone there and as well as I was trying my best to help out a couple of people who more or less they were in moderate to severe symptoms of uh, bad mental health to which point alhamdulillah which they're doing all right so far right now as a result of talking to me as well as I used to talk to them as well about myself so in that way there's this you know whole sense of uh, connectiveness with the fact that you know we're all going through something and the fact that we can we should be able to get that out of the way and be able to express ourselves to allow ourselves to have this sort of comfortability and uh, you know have it out there so that you know we feel much more, uh, much more ease as we can Subhanallah, you know, I think, you know, kind of like your whole mindset when you came to deal with it was, is very like, mm-hmm. uh, you want to say, very like powerful, mashallah, mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously, you know, you yourself understood that, look, this virus has come, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that's not in my control. Yeah. It's something that's just happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. And whether I get it or not, that's again not in my control. Mm-hmm. But what's in my control, you know, what I do right now, how yeah. I act, you know, how I um, act right now, my mindset yeah. towards it now, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, alhamdulillah, I think, that kind of, I think that's a mindset which kind of all of us should have, be mm-hmm. it whether we have mental health or not, mm-hmm. when we face this kind of issue. Mm-hmm. You know, look, this virus has come, mm-hmm. you know, that's out of our control. Yeah. You know, me losing the job again, that's out of my control. Mm-hmm. My family member that's passed away, mm-hmm. that's out of my, my control. control. My family member that's, that, or my family member or loved one that's, uh, that's caught this virus from sim- and ha- or has symptoms of this virus, mm-hmm. that again is out of there and my control. Yeah. But what's in my control is what I can do right now, isn't it? Yeah. For example, if I lost my job, you know, try and look for another means uh, of, of earning money. Mm-hmm. If, For example, if I know that there's people who are alone, mm-hmm. phone them up, you know, ask yeah. them, how, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's somebody who I know who has symptoms or has had the virus, mm-hmm. try in any means to, to contact them, to give them that mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. Um, you know, like you did yourself, you mm-hmm. know, you said that there are people who kind of gone through some uh, mental health mm-hmm. crises mm-hmm. themselves. You took it upon yourself to contact them. Yeah. And I feel that's something which is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, kind of, I want to I ask you something on that. Do you feel that like sometimes, a lot of the time, the reason why, cause I think like what you said, you're talking to people about what you're feeling, be mm-hmm. it your friend, yeah. your family, whoever it is, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, about what you're feeling is mm-hmm. a very good, um, you want to say medicine mm-hmm. for mental health. Yeah. Because because you're releasing all that frustration, all mm-hmm. that, um, all the bad emotions you have. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that, for example, a lot? Do you feel that a lot of us we we kind of like bottle our emotions, just mm-hmm. see it as um, uh, uh, um, our problem, our thing? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I believe that you know we're more or less as you know, especially you know the creation of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that we're quite stubborn in regards to you know open opening up about things unless of course we actually you know realize that we should be able to. But more or less, that's it's that natural instinct that that we have and that we more or less have been taught in regards to society in regards to you know being brought up. The fact that you know whatever you go through that you shouldn't complain and that you know you should be grateful for what you have and of course that is right. But if it's something that you know more or less know that you know you have somewhat of a of a way that you can you know sort it out, but rather than just taking it as a pat on the back, but something as you know like for example, like let's say for example, I don't know if you've had an anxiety attack or something, and if you just sweep it under the carpet, no, that's not really right to be honest, because you should be able to more or less identify the fact that you know you might be going through something, and you know there's signs there, but then in fact that you know. If you just sweep it away, then, you know, what happens when it comes back later? You know what I mean? Um, So with regards to that, you know, especially talking out about it. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, a lot of people are very 
scared and very you know distraught uh, distraught about the fact that talking to someone and then there's this whole thing where you know what if they say this what if they say that you know being judged being you know uh you know biased based on you know whatever has been said however if you talk to someone that uh is more or less like a, like for example especially with me if i talk to like a stranger about my stuff then it doesn't come back on to me for example if that makes sense so let's say yeah, yeah. yeah or even if they talk to me then it works both ways so that's how alhamdulillah you know even some of my mates they were originally strangers and because i connected with them just like that you know talking about myself they talked about themselves if they wanted to and then that's how it's gone and that's how alhamdulillah you know that's how i've made some connection with some you know of my mates especially to this day so i i more or less you know emphasize the need to talk about you know what you're going through of course it's very it's very you know like uh, scary to talk to someone because especially like i said you know like let's say for example it's a family member or you know like it's very easy for them to judge because they think that they know you but then in fact that they don't like they don't succumb to the fact that you might actually be going through something unless of course they're you know very open and they are aware of you know this whole thing going on but at the same time if it's someone that is like a mate or someone that doesn't know you so much or even if they know you to extent and they're just worried for you then in fact that they, they, that, that whole open mindedness and this impartiality of you know uh, being there for someone as well as that whole thing where if you have a certain level of empathy rather than sympathy for an individual then inshallah you know you should be able to talk to that individual and you know you know like you said you know you feel relieved and you feel uh, a bit more better as well like you said you know it's a it's it's just, talking is more or less the best medicine that you can have as well as you know the islamic aspect where you know of course you know you speak to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know you make dua you know you can cry out to him as well as you know if you want to have a shoulder to cry on as well you know there's nothing wrong with crying as well i'll be i'll be very honest with you for an individual and i'll say this now be honest I'm someone that has cried so much time not just the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but to you know in my pillow whatever and you know crying you know the relief after that as well which is by the way it's a really good thing and it's and it's been proven as well that you feel such a sense of relief after crying because it releases all that toxins as well that's been built up as well you know the pressures whatever the anxiety so yeah I think you know a lot of the time it comes from the kind of society we live in which makes us feel alone isolated um and because you know we're viewed as individuals yeah so like when we go into these hard times which again like you know we said from from as muslims we believe these things are tests from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of course we should deal with them um to the best of our ability but like the kind of society we live in when we go through these hard times it's more so like a society kind of like um programs us to believe this thing that you know these hard times you're going through are just your hard times they're your troubles don't burden anybody else with your troubles and it um we don't get me wrong there's some truth to that but the, when i view these kind of problems that we go through um especially as a collective right now i always view it from a sam perspective and in islam you have this thing of one umma that you're part of one body one big family and obviously the most famous hadith that look that the most umma is like one body if the eye is in pain the whole body should react in fever yeah and when we go into these hard times yeah you know yes of course we deal with it by ourselves to the best of our ability but we shouldn't just you know be we shouldn't just be in the mentality where are oh, we just like struggling by ourselves no you know if you feel like you need to talk to somebody if you need help from from somebody you shouldn't feel like we shouldn't feel like we're afraid to ask them for it and you know look at for example in the sira when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the kind of hardship they went through they were boycotted their family members were murdered you know all this kind of stuff and you know what how the sahabas of course it was allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but also these um these concepts that we um take on as muslims like tawakkul sabr and being in that environment where we have people where who are reminding of of these things and giving us ease the sahaba were around with each other around the prophet and when they were going through hard times what were they doing rather than just being down and depressed no they were reminding themselves that this is a test have sabr tawakkul allah's victory will come to us we've lost that in it, that that sense of community because again society society we live in we just see us as individuals we have to deal with our own problems and you know um you know and like we can see from a, an even wider perspective you know what's going on in the muslim world for example palestine syria kashmir yeah when these issues are happening what's the mentality of a lot of muslims that are you know it's 
you know, their problem, their country's problem, let them deal with it. I've got my own problems to deal with. Rather, no, that shouldn't be the case. We are one ummah. The problems we go through, we go through together. And we, you know, we go through problems together and we solve them together. That's the kind of mentality that we should have as Muslims in it. That we shouldn't feel that we're alone. That we should, um, you know, be there for each other in, in, in our time of need. Help each other to the best of our ability. And you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, this discussion we've had, you know, it's been a very like beneficial discussion, more so for myself, I'm not going to lie. Because, you know, just listening to the experiences you've got, you've gone through with your own mental health um, during this, this crisis and like the insights you've given me on, you shared with me, sorry, on mental health. You know, it's kind of humbled me in terms of like how I view this issue of mental health, um, subhanAllah. And just like... Most of our last question, kind of touching most on the Islamic side of things, you know, for Muslims who are going through this issue of mental health, um, you know, especially more so now because of COVID and whatnot, um, how would you say Islam deals and views this thing of mental health and what advice can you give people who are struggling with mental health from an Islam perspective? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I can say, and I did make a little bit of a mention, but in regards to uh, actually speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about it, because at the end of the day, he's the creator, and at the same time, you know, he's there 24-7, and he's he's always there for you to, you know, cry to, you know, to make dua to at the same time. So that's mainly the first step in regards to, you know, a uh, fellow Muslim, and in regards to, uh, you know, one of the best pieces of advice. Now, it may not work with everyone, and of course, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to be a quick fix as well, but more or less, you know, you give it time, and the thing as well as, you know, in Islam, you have to give things patience, and as as well as with mental health, it's quite of a tricky thing because, of course, hardships are something that are more or less are promised with regards to life. And especially because of this dunya, you know, it's temporary. And as well as there are going to be so much hardships that some people may barely see ease at times. But, you know, especially with this whole faith that, you know, we have with the akhirah, with the, 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 the afterlife, that, you know, for a fact that as much as, uh, that we know for a fact that we, as much as we can do as much good, that no matter how much hardships that happen, that as long as we stay, we stay on the path, we stay firm with ourselves, firm with our intentions, firm with whatever we want to do. And inshallah, you know, um, you know, Allah SWT, you know, grants us jannah and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know what I mean? Um, second piece of advice I'd, I'd say as well uh, is the fact that you have to, you know, of course there's the Islamic perspective, but then more or less you got to tie it into, you know, how can it be achieved in this sort of modern society and this modern era? So, you know, but while we were just talking, discussing about, you know, talking to someone and all that sort of stuff, you know, it's not limited in Islam where, you know, you shouldn't go talk to someone or you shouldn't, you know, be able to speak about it. But no, we, Islam doesn't restrict it at all. And the good thing about that is the fact that, you know, like I said, we're still able to talk about our problems and we're still able to, you know, uh, alhamdulillah, you know, for the people and for, especially for someone who's as empathetic as myself, alhamdulillah, you know, we're able to, you know, still have that perseverance of, you know, how does Islam, you know, you know, tell us of these hardships that we may have and how can we actually, uh, you know, cope with it in our modern lives? Um, So that's, that's the thing as well. Um, but mainly as well as, you know, regardless of, because mental health, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't discriminate because mm-hmm. it can be the most pious individual, the most pious and the most uh, person full of iman who um, can still go through uh, such a phase of uh, uh, mental health. And uh, even I know this too, because I, uh, you know, at some point of my life, I did have a good amount of iman, a sustainable amount mm-hmm. of iman. And then, of course, mental health took a stroke of that. And then, you know, I'll be honest with you, it, it very, very uh, hard in everything in regards to everything, you know, keeping on top with my salah, you know, you name it. And of course, there, you know, people say, like, for example, you know, uh, you know, pray regularly because, of course, it's person, you know, you have to pray anyway. But at the same time, for especially people that have mental health, it's very hard for them to mm-hmm. more or less go back to the creator. Of course, that's the main thing that's recommended as well in Islam, you know, turn to your creator, turn to him, make dua, you know, plead to him, you know, ask him for, you know, um, ease on your hardships and ease on, you know, this life that you're currently living as well. So, you know what I mean? 
Um, but yeah, that that's mainly what I'd say. I mean, if there, if for anyone who wants to, you know, I'll just make a little bit of a, a note here. But if for anyone who wants to read anything, because there are pieces of the literature, but one that I recommend that people want to uh, know about how does you know Islam and you know the modern aspect of mental health and hardship and challenges in life, uh, you know, and how can we deal with it? There's a book that I recommend called Don't Be Sad. Um, it's by uh, a person called Dr. Adel Gurney, um, and he's made a series of books, um, but I recommend that for anyone, not just the Muslim, but anyone else that's listening to this. It's a, I would highly recommend this because I also followed some principles from there as well myself, so alhamdulillah. But yeah, in regards to advice, that's the main sort of cloud of advice that I generally give. So yeah. I think I'll link that book in the in the description, guys. Yeah, yeah. if you want to f- find out about that book, I'll mm-hmm. link it for you guys in the description, mm-hmm. and you guys, inshallah, purchase that book, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think it's profound what you said, though. You know, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. Islam, you know, I think that it comes from. I think you know, in terms of with this thing of mental health, thing, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, mental health it doesn't discriminate. You can mm-hmm. be the most pious person yet mm-hmm. still suffer from mental health. You can yeah. be. It, it, I don't think mental health only mm-hmm. affects like the more uh, the the non practicing people. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. You know, and I think in terms of dealing with it, because mm-hmm. um, mental health is just something that you're gonna that you're gonna face, and it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all face mm-hmm. some kind of hardship in our life. Coronavirus mm-hmm. is the only hardship in life. We're gonna face hardship, and it just mm-hmm. it's a natural of life. Something which we believe as Muslims that Allah will test us in different ways, be, be yeah. through our family, our mm-hmm. wealth, um, our health as well, and it. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know, in terms, of, in terms of being able to deal with it or manage um, your mental health, yeah. I think it comes from your viewpoint, your viewpoint on life, and it. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. as Muslim, we understand clearly that look that. We were sent here mm-hmm. for a purpose, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go back with a purpose. Mm-hmm. So we understand that. Look, that uh, we understand that, that this life itself, like you said, is temporary, and yeah. so the eternal li- and the eternal life is, um, you know, is eternal, isn't it? Yeah. And just having that, that as understanding that, understanding that, like, um, in a uh, understanding that viewpoint mm-hmm. should kind of like um, help us dealing mm-hmm. with our mental health. Because understand that. Look, that yeah. when Allah gives us tests, you mm-hmm. know that. You know, there's an ayah which is very um, profound, which kind of like, um, kind of, I, I was kind of looking into when, when, when the whole coronavirus thing kind of came through. Mm-hmm. But Allah says, um, I'm going to say the translation. Mm-hmm. Um, if Allah should aid you, no one can overcome you. Mm-hmm. But if Allah should forsake you, who is there that can aid you other than Allah? You know, just mean that, you know, that when we're going through hardships, you know, like you said, we should turn to Allah. Mm-hmm. We should make dua yeah. to Allah. We should yeah. plead to Allah, ask Him to help us because mm-hmm. as Muslims, mm-hmm. Allah is the only one who can help us. Yeah. Allah is the only one who can get us through mm-hmm. these hard times. Yeah. And doesn't and by you getting close to Allah doesn't just mean that you get on a prayer mat, you make dua mm-hmm. to Him. No. no. It means that you also make certain changes mm-hmm. within your life, within yourself, yeah. within your lifestyle, within um with the relationship you have with people. Mm-hmm. And the ending of the ayah with Allah says, and upon Allah in, um, do, uh, do the believers rely and just mm-hmm. having tawakkul mm-hmm. rely, relying upon Allah saying that you know whatever happens yeah. you know this virus you losing your job again mm-hmm. probably you catching probably you catching um, symptoms of this virus yeah. you know, Allah protect all from this virus mm-hmm. um, you know that's again out of your control but then yeah. you relying upon Allah that mm-hmm. Allah will give you a way out Allah will mm-hmm. give you a, a solution a, yeah. a, a, a barakah to it yeah. I think that's something which we've kind of lost in terms mm-hmm. of how we should view in yeah. terms of when we face problems mm-hmm. when we face certain situations in our life mm-hmm. how we should view it from a Islamic perspective because mm-hmm. we have such a clear viewpoint on life mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. come from Allah and yeah. we return to Allah and yeah. this life doesn't matter this life shouldn't matter mm-hmm. at the end of the day Allah will test us mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that we just break up mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we just break into pieces and we just you know um just say like oh I have like a defeated mentality you know of yes. course we're gonna we're gonna face these issues mm-hmm. but again it's a thing of coming back to Allah saying to Allah you know Allah help me help mm-hmm. me Allah yeah. and just understanding that mm-hmm. whether these things happen to me or not mm-hmm. that shouldn't affect me yeah. at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's how I've it's how I've acted and subhanAllah yeah. you know um that's a very beautiful thing and I feel like that's something which we've lost because we live in yeah. a society today which views life in a very different way yeah. which views life in the sense of 
you know, life is just about the here and now. Mm-hmm. Your happiness, your contentment mm-hmm. should be in the here and now. Mm-hmm. So don't, so, you know, so when we face problems, mm-hmm. uh, even like situation of coronavirus, mm-hmm. we end up getting so like upset, so, so, so distressed because like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's going to affect me now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, what, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get me? Yeah. SubhanAllah, that's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you know, just gonna wrap up the podcast, you know, Jazakallah Khair, bro, again for coming on. Well, yeah, and you, of course, of um, course. for sharing not only your experiences, but giving advice to people mm-hmm. who who may be suffering from this. Yeah, you know, any last words uh, for the audience? Mm-hmm. Um, words to audience. I guess really with regards to mental health, it's something that it's prominent in us all, and it's something that although some people will probably deny or they think no, they don't have it. It's something as, you know, fellow human beings and a fellow creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that every single person will more or less go through hardship. And like, you know, the famous quote that we all know is with hardship comes ease. So uh, as long as, you know, we're grateful for as much as we possibly can do, the, the things that we have, you know, the abilities that we can do. And no matter how tough it gets, no matter how, you know, lazy or whatever you, you may become, you know, just know that at the end of the day, you know, inshallah, you know, there will be a positive outcome at some point in your life. Of course, it may not be lasting forever and ever and ever because, like I said, life is temporary and the death is certain. But at the same time, as long as we can do as much as possible now and in the now, and as well as, you know, trying to look after ourselves, like, don't get me wrong, it's still fine to go and speak to someone else. As long as, you know, you know for fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there and as, as well as for any non-Muslim, you know, um, uh, you know, listeners, as well as the fact that there's... Uh, um, and just to anyone, the fact that, you know, you can speak to someone and you shouldn't feel embarrassed and you shouldn't feel anxious and more or less you should be able to feel comfortable and be able to know that for a fact that, okay, you don't want to burden your problems, that's absolutely fine, but you have a right to speak about yourself and you have a right to, you know, try and see how can you cope with your things because let me tell you, mental health is not something that will go away forever. It's not. It's something that's going to be prominent across your life. I mean, you can be 20, you can be 40, you can be 12 even you can know you can go through so much hardship whenever and you know whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know has written it for you but at the same time as long as you keep this mindset that you know for a fact that there's a clear outlook that inshallah you know be grateful for the stuff that you have and be grateful for the fact that the future no matter how uncertain it is of the fact that inshallah you will make it at some point and inshallah with the akhirah as well that you know that uh, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know grants his jannah and and sees the good in us all no matter how tough it gets and no matter uh, who we are as well so that's what I'd like to conclude on subhanallah you know I'm not going to add any more that's just a beautiful way to end the podcast mm-hmm. subhanallah um, so yeah you know, Dr. Lay for tuning in with us today um, to the Link Up Podcast, episode mm-hmm. three. We talked about mental health, you know, where Brother Bilal, where he shared, like, you know, his experience with mental health during, mental, uh, mental health during this mm-hmm. pandemic. You know, he gave some very good insight and advice mm-hmm. on to all of us how we can deal with our own mental health, you know, manage it, um, and inshallah, persevere through it mm-hmm. um, during these hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to end off there, inshallah. You know, yeah. please... Um, you know, please like, share, share with everyone. Mm-hmm. If you know somebody who is going through yeah. a mental health situation, yeah. please share it with anybody. Um, yeah. Share, yeah. like, well, subscribe to Link Up Podcast. Mm-hmm. And as well as, uh, bro, bro, can I just add that if anyone wants yeah. to speak to me or to you, or if they want to just pop up to the, you know, the podcast, uh, you know, socials and just go, you know, look and, you know, can I speak to someone or, you know, then please do as well. Because of course, you know, we want to try our best to help as much people yeah. as we can in this akhirah, yeah. in this world, sorry, uh, as much as we can, because we don't want to make it as though, you know, uh, we, we make a point. Of course, this, uh, I hope, you know, this podcast that we've made is, you know, as beneficial and as eye-opening as we can in this short amount of time that we've had. But at the same time, you know, if there's anything that, you know, you need to talk about or if you need generally just, you know, someone to speak to, then please don't feel, uh, don't feel afraid to just come and, you know, speak to us. You okay? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know definitely. what? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very true thing. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, we're part of one community, yeah. one number, one body, and we shouldn't feel the need that we're on our own. So, you know mm-hmm. what? Definitely, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'll also be um, putting Bilal's Instagram at somewhere mm-hmm. in the description as well. Yeah. If you guys want to contact him, you know, mm-hmm. discussing about your your mental health, asking for advice, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure Bilal doesn't mind as well. And I don't yeah, mind even at all. himself. 
Yeah. You myself, you know, messing me as well, inshallah, yeah? yeah. But yeah, that's it from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the link up podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that that like, like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.